confess. I nearly broke the podcast. What? Um, I was walking around, it was this week, I was walking around downtown San Francisco and I didn't have my headphones with me or anything, so I had no music or other podcasts to distract me. And a dangerous thing happened, which is I started to think. <laughs> I started... <laughs> I warned you about that before, Richard. <laughs> I started to think about how we could improve the podcast. And my mind didn't go to like technical improvements or anything got to do with humor or research or anything like that. It went to a more weird experimental George Orwell, War of the Worlds-esque radio play direction. And I thought about, wouldn't it be funny that we're six episodes in and we've spent six episodes establishing this as like a funny, casual, political chat podcast or whatever. But slowly, slowly we start to veer away from that and I start working in a narrative where, I don't know, maybe it's like a conspiracy thing. I've been compromised. I've been slowly brainwashed and turned right wing or something. And then we could gradually work this in over the course of the podcast. Um. (laughs) And then I stop myself because that's a terrible idea. (laughs) I was about to go. I think you've given the game away already if you're going to include this. No, I'm doing it now so that I'm not tempted to do it in the future. To start working in narrative threads into this show that we can, we, we can barely keep it together as it is. Yeah, no, we're struggling. Yeah, this show, this show is like Bambi. It's like a baby deer learning to walk. Like it can barely stand up, probably because it's slipping over all the empty rum and, and bourbon bottles that are lying around it. And here I am before this podcast has even taken, you know, been able to stand on its own four legs for the first time. And I'm ready to run it over with a truckload of bad ideas. <laughs> no, because you're right wing. It's a gun that you bought legally on the internet. <laughs> With no with no background check. See that could that could easily just be it. it. Just an episode starts and you ask me. Sorry, I'm eating yogurt here. That's not good podcasting. I'm a, I apologize. That's a terrible, terrible choice of hangover food. What's wrong with you? A yogurt? Yeah, it looks like what potentially could come back up. Now that's that you just that's like a, what we call a self fulfilling prophecy, Steve. That, cause <laughs> that's all I can think about while eating it right now. So that was my terrible idea for the week. Have you had any terrible ideas? Uh, no, uh, well, I mean, I generally just have terrible ideas anyway. Has anyone else in the world, maybe the political world, had any terrible ideas that we can talk about? Oh, absolutely. Make I mean, me feel better about mine. It's full of that. Um, Ireland <laughs> Almost made it, exclusively. Ireland made it into the nas- the international news last week because, have you heard of um, the Healy Rays? Um, no. Well, the name sounds familiar. They're a political dynasty from down in Kerry, and they all wear hats, and they own pubs, and they are farmers. And they stand up and they represent Kerry and the doll, but like they talk in the thickest accents that they can. Is this the dude who still wears that fart, like that paddy hat? Yeah, when actually, he's, when he's yeah, he actually you're not you weren't allowed to wear it until he got the rules of the chamber changed last week, so he's now allowed to wear his hat. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, he actually like his father wasn't allowed to wear his hat, his brother wasn't allowed to wear his hat, but he managed to actually get the the people in the doll, the, the parliament, to change the rules so that he is now allowed to wear his hat. seems like an excellent use of everyone's time. Absolutely. Very high paid what's, what's the importance of this? Uh, the hat? Not the hat thing, but just the story in general. Oh, well, he stood up and he gave a speech this week because he wants the Irish army to go down and deal with a particular weed that's taking over the national parks down in Kerry. It's called Rhododendron. I feel like you didn't 100% nail that. I, yeah, I don't think it's even worth trying again. I think that's just what it might be called. And if it isn't, I'm not even going to try and say it in the way that he was saying it. It was like, oh, here the run. <laughs> that's my best Kerry accent. <laughs> it's not good. Anyway, he wanted the Irish army to go down and intervene in the terrible situation of this weed growing everywhere. He didn't specify mm. as to like what action he wanted the army to take to help. 
he also pointed out that there's a, a big problem with the deer population is exploding he said but that, <laughs> literally well that might be because that is he, a problem that might be because he sent the army down there <laughs> so yeah those are the crucial things that are happening in Ireland uh, the whole the whole challenge to the Taoiseach Prime Minister never actually came to anything the Prime Minister came and told the guys that uh, he'll tell them what he's going to do after he visits the President in and St. Uh, Patrick's Day next month and everyone was like oh okay so that's gone quiet for a while anyway mm-hmm. yeah there's, like I mean Trump was very quiet this week actually speaking of quiet is this like the that haunted house is quiet but too quiet <laughs> kind of quiet probably that like yeah. he only tweeted twice apparently or tweeted crazy things twice in all caps with exclamation marks or like not at the end of the sentences which he's taken to doing these days he makes a lot he's, of he, he says something and then goes not at the yeah. end yeah he, he makes not he's jokes. bringing that back yeah well I mean the man lives in the 80s early 90s he, I don't think he realises that the world has moved on since then but yeah no he was like the one thing he did is they, there was a little press conference where New York Times CNN and a few others weren't invited and mm. people got a bit uppity about that but apparently that's actually it, it, it's quite regular for a press secretary to ask only particular news people in to talk to them it's not so it's not so strange really? yeah I mean like Obama, like you used to, you would you would have your favourites like obviously then you would try to give them the news first so they would print it in your favor mm-hmm. it's not it, like that's a pretty standard political tactic every every political movement has its own media links and ties and they tend to exploit them it wasn't like it wasn't like the new york times turned up and they weren't allowed in the white house at all it was just one particular press briefing that they weren't allowed into okay and is this going to be the same going forward for- I don't, no i don't think so like i mean they were in another one the next day so it, i think it was just like a one-off or like yeah what, do, do we know what they were talking about in that particular press conference that they I don't, were led into? I don't think it was even anything of value that they actually followed up. The news story was just that they weren't allowed in. That's what they tried to make the story about. Oh, right. It wasn't actually a big deal in the end. But Trump has said he will not be attending the uh, White House press correspondence dinner this year. Ooh, that's the one where they all make fun of each other. Well, yeah, mostly. The, but the president's supposed to give up and fun, give us funny speech as well. Yeah. But uh, now he says he's not going to go. Everyone was like, people were very concerned about like what would actually happen at that. Well, what do you mean concerned? What do you mean concerned? Concerned over what? What Trump would stand like the president is supposed to give a funny speech. Yeah, and, and he's would, afraid he just get up there and he just flips everyone off for an hour and a half without well, that, saying anything. Very silent. He just makes eye contact with everyone in the room <laughs> while flipping them off. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. That like if he'd done that, that would have been kind of fun. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of like it is strange. He appointed a a new general to replace the guy that had to quit because he was on in the phone to Russia and lied about it. And apparently this in guy... in the phone to Russia. He was on the phone to Russia. Um, apparently that was like... The guy that they have appointed is not as crazy as the guy that was there before. So some people are like, oh, well, you know, we're just l- a little bit further away from the potential of a massive nuclear war now. So that's, that's something... Oh, that's always good. Yeah. But then, like, I was listening to some partisan, like hardcore democrats and they were saying look it just because he's not doing this crazy stuff this week does not mean he's going to turn around and become a normal president every single time he gets quiet for a while everyone always goes oh maybe he's adapting to the job and he just turns around <laughs> and does something absolutely nuts next week so yeah, yeah. i'd say we're we'll be we'll be getting it pretty soon yeah okay did you hear that the french are having an election yeah and there's some there's another right-wing populist movement bubbling under the surface over there yeah, well, it's not even under the surface. It's, it's the Front National, the National Front. They've been around for a long time. The uh, Marie Le Pen, Marine Le Pen is the name of the lady who leads them. She's running for president. Mm-hmm. She took over from her dad mm-hmm. and kind of made it a little bit more legit. And since then, they've basically been challenging the main parties and they would be considered like one of the biggest parties over there and now. What's the, uh, uh, the likelihood that they'll get in? 
she looks like that well they do it in a weird way they do like a two round voting system so first they have an election with like let's say six candidates and then the top two go and have another like second round election after that so people actually have to vote twice for their president in france looks like marine le pen is actually going to win the first vote but people are really hopeful that when it comes to her actually competing against one person that they would be able to beat beat her but i mean okay no point making predictions yeah a lot of people made a lot of predictions over the past year and yeah those those didn't really didn't really pan out i don't know if you heard (laughs) she's like she's a buddy of trump i think she she visited trump when he was uh transitioning after he won the election Mm -hmm. she has said that she will give france a frexit vote (laughs) these things sound ridiculous i know it's better than calexit it's not much better (laughs) (laughs) he uh and then in the uk there was a two by-elections um like uh, two mps stood down so they have little mini votes to fill in their seats and a lot of pressure was on the labor party the opposition party because they like need to start proving that they're capable of actually you know challenging the conservatives Uh and there was also pressure on ukip who pushed for the brexit in the first place they needed to show that they could actually justify why they're around after they got what you know, is in the name of their feckin' party that was their whole core <laughs> mandate. So it acts, and then surprise, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of it might have to do with him though. Like he was, he was caught telling a lot of fibs. He told people that he lost a lot of friends at the uh, Hillsborough football disaster back in the eighties, where um, people were crushed to death at a football yeah. match, and he he told them he t- like he he told people that it was his friends that was there, but then it turned out that he didn't know anybody there. It was just a lie. What? Yeah. So that was like uh, that's. That's what psychotic evil people do. Well, most politicians are psychotically evil, even the good ones. Oh, Steve. <laughs> now we're what back we to say, that. Tone. What do we say about making me sad on this podcast? <laughs> you, you were going to stop doing it. Okay, okay. Uh, well, I don't know if it's a good thing, but the Conservative Party won one of the seats that was going. Labour won another one. And it was the first time that a, a sitting government party in Britain has won since the 80s. Because normally, like, people use these opportunities to vote against the government and uh-huh. the seat that they won is like a very traditional labor seat like it's working class there's still loads of factory and working class people not the kind of thing that you would expect would be voting for for the conservative party who are yeah yeah who haven't really changed their way so yeah it was quite surprising sorry no <laughs> you can't see you can't see me but i'm pondering the, the political news you're giving me while i'm eating yogurt and i look ever so divine <laughs> what kind of yogurt is it it is uh, just 2% strawberry. That's what's what the other, says on the, on the thing. If it's only 2% strawberry, what's the other 98%? Uh, love. <laughs> <laughs> Make a, you can interpret that as you will. What are you going to say? In the Ukraine, um, a politician brought in a, a thing Yogurt? to, to demonstrate. Well, kind of. It, it was a thing to demonstrate against the fact that nobody turns up for work in their parliament. So he was like, look at this. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show them off. So he brought in some sort of a grey blob that was kind of shaped like a person and put it on the seat Wait. beside him to protest that no one was turning up to actually debate in the chamber. Wait, how's that a protest? He just brought in he a brought dummy in, person. He brought in a dummy person and said, look, you may as well just have him here rather than electing these other people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. this dummy this dummy ran this change campaign and got elected. <laughs> Probably, yeah. It's now the, <laughs> he's, he's doing very well right now. It's the president of Ukraine bringing a, pre- <laughs> a, pe- a peace deal for everyone. Thank you, inanimate <laughs> grey blob. Yeah, so that's pretty much the roundup of the political news. We don't really have so much to talk about because Trump didn't do anything totally wacky. 
Yeah. Turns out this whole podcast fails. Like we, we just cra- <laughs> this podcast crashes and burns because Trump had a borderline sane week, and we have no. We, we we're like we're flying blind. We have no idea what's going on. Or yeah, what I to mean, talk about? Yeah, he's he's still funny looking. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, you showed him, Steve. Yeah, I got yeah you him. got him. <laughs> Speaking of like you sticking it to famous people, I had to edit out so much of your Bono rant from last week. Like the rant that you went on about Bono, what made it into the final cut was a tiny fraction of all the shit you said about him. He should have kept it in. I stand by every single word. I actually had. But like it kept going. It just kept going. (laughs) And you got so angry by the end of it. I'm going to get angry again if you keep talking about him. (laughs) Poor Bono. Fuck him. (laughs) Fuck him in the ear. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, and that's um, not even, he's not even the person that I hate the most. <laughs> no, he's not, and I'm, I'm upset I'm finding out who that is. People were messaging me during the week asking me, was it this person, was it that person? And they oh, were yeah. asking, they were asking me, like, actual individuals that I know, and I'm like, I'm not that much of a jerk that I would actually... <laughs> is it Richie? <laughs> oh, shit, it's Richie. <laughs> so, Steve, what are we going to chat about this week? Well, normally you're the one that has to come to me with something that you want to know about, and then I just happen to have it magically prepared. That's not the format we've established, is it? Well, normally I try and like make up a fake conversation to steer us that way, and then you quiet, and then st- sit quietly for a while, and then you mm-hmm. remember to go, "Oh yeah, uh, what am?" Okay, what are you, you going to learn? Learn me about this week? Congress. Congress. U- the, U- the U.S. Congress. <laughs> Teach me all about the Congress, Steve. Okay, we're going to learn about Congress. Yeah. Okay, Steve. What am Congress? And what am it do? And what am it came from? <laughs> okay. Uh, well, that's the kind of grammar that people are used to now, so we'll stick with that. <laughs> it's our brand. Yeah, no, no where, like, okay, so when did it, when did Congress start for one? And maybe even before that, just at a general level, what does it, what does it do? What's it responsible for? Yeah, even before that, like, you know the way we've been talking about Trump a lot? Um, he's the mm-hmm. president. You've heard about presidents. They, uh Wait, hold like on. Harrison Ford um, saved the people on that plane. He was one of them. Um, yeah. You had... Uh, Did you see Harrison Ford was in another plane crash? Or was nearly in another plane crash? Yeah, he nearly crashed into another plane and everyone started saying that he was drunk just because it's Harrison Ford. <laughs> That's a terrible... But he, he's crashed that plane so many times. <laughs> I know. And then a piece of the set fell on him in Star Wars as well. Like, I mean, he just he's unkillable. <laughs> so he's one of the presidents that has existed and... Uh, Trump was one, that Obama fella was one, and I think that mm-hmm. was just... Um, that, that's been all of them. Yeah, I think that was pretty much... There was a couple of others, I'm sure. But uh, I'm sure. they're one of the branches of government in the United States. Um, okay. the, the founders of the fine nation back in the independence days when they were drawing up the Constitution, which we've talked about before as well, mm-hmm. they decided that the best way to save themselves from creating like another tyranny, which is what they were trying to get away from, mm-hmm. was to break it up into three pretty much equally powerful branches and they would like divvy up the power between them so the president he got his own single office he was going to be the guy who would basically chair the country so okay he would enact the law he would not like he would enact the laws and kind of basically do the day-to-day governing and mm-hmm. then you had the judiciary who were there to decide on the different disputes and and controversies that came out of them but mm-hmm. the main one that i think um like a lot of the effort was put into was the cons- the was the the representation of the, what the people would be and they would be the ones that would actually make the laws and right they decided to call that congress because during the war of independence they would meet up together as what was called a continental congress mm-hmm. and they were like representatives sent from the different states that were coming together to 
figure out how to fight the war together against the British to, to get the, the independence that they wanted. Mm-hmm. And they said, hey, this format works. Um, let's just keep that thing that we were doing and then put it into like a lawmaking body. Mm-hmm. So there was um, lots of backs and forths about how you were like, how, how, how much power would they actually have? How would they divvy it up? Um, because like a lot of the people that were there, like they didn't think of themselves as American like the way they do today. It was like I'm I'm from Virginia. I'm a Virginian, or I'm from Massachusetts. That's that's the kind of man I am. I'm a New England man. Was it, at this point, it wasn't not called the United States of America. Was it not referred to in that terminology. Not really. It was they were, like they did. The United States did exist as a term, mm-hmm. and they like, but it was like a united, like a coalition almost, rather than what is the federal country that it became. Yeah. Like some people didn't even want to continue the cooperation. They wanted to fall back and set up their own mini countries and keep going but then other people yeah. like um i guess the people that end up winning the debate obviously because there is a country there now they- <laughs> <laughs> i noticed <laughs> i'm looking out the window now and it's yeah this is a country you see, they a couple of flags maybe i know they're kind just of the one. Yeah. just the one just the one they're still reminding people even though they won the argument they're still like look we're united Na- we're united states okay we're still together everything's fine everything's fine <laughs> don't look at this they just carry <laughs> on they, they said, look, we need to pull our resources together. We need to organize together. It's better, like, you know, a, one stick apart will break. A bunch of sticks together is stronger. Yeah, th- th- they were making the same kind of art. Like, you've seen the most recent Planet of the Apes movies? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know when Caesar... Where was this going? Ah, here you go. <laughs> Do you remember when Caesar was trying to convince all the other apes about why they should stick together? Ape separate, weak, ape together, strong. And he like had a bunch of sticks and he was like showing that it's harder to break a bunch of sticks rather than just one. That monkey's so smart. I know. So, like, basically the equivalent of Caesar was back there trying to tell all the other states that, look, we pool our resources together. We keep this 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 um, this parliament, this representative body together. And we basically just turn it into a lawmaking body so that we'll have Mm. the federal system where the states can do like lots of things that they want to keep doing separately and differently. But we'll pool our resources together for things like um, defense. Like, so if France or England turn around and want to bully us into like doing what they want we'll be able we'll have a, we'll have a stronger tie and as well financially like we'll be able to trade we'll have always have open trade with each other and we'll be we'll, like we can do deals with other countries with more clout because there's more of us together and it's easier to borrow more like if you're the united mm-hmm. states rather than just vermont like who wants to give mm-hmm. vermont any money jesus what's that worth i don't no i mean bernie sanders would just end up using it to i don't know buy more brown suits um, i love bernie sanders he's adorable he's yeah he's cute <laughs> He would have been much nicer president. So patronizing. <laughs> he's yeah, he's only a seventy-eight year old senator who's achieved great things in his life and nearly won the presidency. But shucks, know, but he's, he's an cute. absolute dodo. <laughs> Just look at the little face. <laughs> we do the same thing for our president anyway. So, oh, our president is fucking adorable. <laughs> so anyway, we're Ameri- going American off topic listeners, again. look him up. His name is Michael D. Higgins. He's the cutest thing. He's like Dobby the house elf from Harry Potter. He's yeah, wonderful. Yeah. He's like one of the, like, you know, the, the hobbits walking around in the Shire, except like, you know, the ones that didn't actually go off and fight wars that just wanted to stay there and keep drinking. That's what he's like. <laughs> That's it. It's our president. That's okay. a- I, I'm going to, fuck it, I'm going to include some pictures of him in the show notes. Okay. <laughs> so, where were we? Oh, yes. The states together, strong. States apart, weak, Caesar yes. says. So, <laughs> they, and that was why they set up the whole federal system and that decided that the one the part that would make the laws would be the people's representatives so they would um ask everyone to send representatives from their states by voting for them and they would get together and make the laws but there was a bit of to and fro because some the big states 
they kind of wanted to be able to bully the little states so they were like no we need to have it all done by population which would mean that like basically virginia who were the most way like by far the most populous state back then and mm-hmm. um, they'd be able to basically do whatever they want and bully the little guys like delaware and massachusetts and those kind of places but then was it like did it come from that place like of being um wanting to bully or was it just they felt this system would be fair that there's more people here so we need more representation it, like well, I can kind of see the logic in that a little bit. Yeah, but if you're a little small state, you you can say that's all well and good, but what's going to happen is that you're just going to get what you want and I'm not going to get anything. So how is it fair for us? Like your argument is null and valid then, Richie Virginia. Mm. <laughs> so go, back just... to, go back to your plantation, all right? <laughs> so the, the compromise that they came up with is that they would actually split the parliament into two separate houses, okay? You would have okay. the House of Richie Representatives. Vir- Sorry, one second. Richie Virginia is going to be my new stage name. <laughs> Richie Virginia. <laughs> is that your new porn name as well, I think? <laughs> Dick Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're not allowed to say that. We passed that law last week. So anyway, listen, Mr. <laughs> Dick Virginia, please listen. I'm trying to talk about some serious stuff here. Congress is not a laughing matter. Just give me a sec. <laughs> okay, go Dick on. Virginia. It just said like... <laughs> I could just see for some reason you're dressed in a little pink dress or something. Oh Jesus Christ! Okay, let's let's move along very quickly. What what's in those yogurts oh. you're having, man? Are they oh, are they Californian yogurts? I think I'm just really dehydrated. I just need to drink more water. <laughs> right. So they decided to split the the house. The they would split Congress into two different houses. You would have the House of Representatives, which would be based on population so each state would get a, uh, a determination of representatives based on how many people they had but then you would also have the senate which would be like the state's represented re- representatives and every mm-hmm. single state no matter how big or small would get two so okay. the way it works out today is that like so california is huge in population and size so mm-hmm. they get 50 congressmen but they only get two senators right whereas Vermont where um, that adorable little socialist is from they only have a couple hundred thousand people so they only get one congressperson and Mm -hmm. but they get two senators Mm. which like that's if you can understand that's how the it was intended to be that kind of a balance Mm -hmm. so that the big states wouldn't always be able to do it wouldn't always be able to just like get their numbers in and totally overwhelm all the small little guys so is so does that mean in terms of weighting that a senator has more power than a congressman? Because if we look at it just from a numbers game, California still has way more representation than yeah Vermont would have. But you know what I mean, like fifty-two versus three. But a single a single senator does have way more clout because there's only a hundred senators, whereas there's some like over three hundred and something or no four hundred and thirty-five um representatives in the uh, like Congress people. That's. Mm-hmm. What, Oh yeah, that is actually a bit confusing. So when you say Congress, you are talking about both the House of Representatives and the Senators, uh, but the guys who work as the representatives, they're called congressmen or congresswomen. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Yes. And they both work together in this big building at the end of the uh, Washington Mall called the Capitol. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. you've seen it. I think like it's been blown up in a couple of uh, famous movies. <laughs> That's the only way I know it. Yeah. <laughs> um, God forbid I ever crack open a book, but no, I've seen Independence Day. <laughs> <laughs> they, I don't even think they got it in Independence Day, but they got it in a few other things. Oh, it's, it's oh no, they blew up the White House, didn't they? blew up the White House, yeah. And then they used it in yeah. Austin Powers. That was a great scene. It was. They actually did use it in Austin Powers. <laughs> there was a scene from the movie Independence Day. This Austin Powers doesn't hold up if you watch it if you watch it now. 
Yeah, I believe that. I tried, I tried watching try. recently. It's like, what is this? <laughs> well, you can see like Mike Myers is pretty much just gone now. He doesn't get. Yeah, any what's work Mike? Myers, where's my, what's Mike Myers doing? I don't know. He's off. He must be off hiding with the guy who played George of the Jungle. What happened to him as well? Uh, Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, poor Brendan Fraser. <laughs> what happened? I don't know. I just feel bad. I really liked him, but then he just went off the radar. He just start, stopped getting cast and things. Oh, that's a shame. Well, hopefully yeah. him and Mike Myers will have a comeback with. Like, Do you see George of the Jungle? Yeah, of course. He was ripped in that. Yes, I don't know. What, I don't know what that has to do with anything. <laughs> okay, so on that point, um, I just I just want to make a point of that. So the show notes are going to have pictures of Michael B. Higgins <laughs> and ripped <laughs> Brendan Fraser from George and the Jungle, and like a nothing, no references to Austin Powers because it's crap. Yeah, no, forget it. Don't watch it. Right. So anyway, on the ripped Brendan Fraser <laughs> point, um, it's obviously clear that my next sentence will be that. Congress passes the laws. They're the guys that draw up the laws that govern the federal government of the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it has to be passed by both houses. It has to be passed by the Senate and it has to be passed by Congress. So, when you were saying, like, does one senator have more power? Obviously, because one senator's vote in a in a bunch of fifty of a hundred is way more important than one congressperson's vote in a bunch of four hundred and thirty-five. Uh, okay, which is why like senators tend to be more prestigious positions like you'd you'd see more of them whereas you would only kind of hear about like the the leaders of the groups in congress in Mm -hmm. house of representatives like they divvy up the power in a couple of other ways as well um remember we were talking like did we we talk about impeachment and how you can actually get rid of a president uh we touched a little bit in the news and stuff but i don't think we ever went into the formal process of it yeah so the it's not just the president any federal official can be impeached so what actually happens is that the House of Representatives of Congress, they have the right to impeach. So they, it goes to a committee in Congress and then the committee recommends that impeachment happens or not. Then it goes to a vote of the Congress and they decide um, if they're actually going to pursue this impeachment. So let's just say they want to... Actually, it happened. Uh, Bill Clinton, he was impeached by, by Congress and they voted to, to impeach him. And then it goes to the Senate and the Senate are responsible for holding the trial um, with, I think, you appoint like a Supreme Court judge who oversees it but then the senators are like the jury and they get to vote on whether or not they're going to follow through on that impeachment mm. so when Bill Clinton got impeached by the House because that was Republican driven and they really wanted to get him mm-hmm. they sent it to the Senate and the Senate was Democratic or at least he had enough votes so that they threw it away and it didn't ah. actually go through this was over all the hanky-panky stuff over the hanky-panky stuff over well he lied he he lied on record saying that he didn't have sexual relations and hanky-panky so. please it's a family podcast <laughs> is it <laughs> yes so, so says dick virginia <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> he did he did the hanky-panky but that wasn't actually what it was about it was about him lying about doing the hanky-panky mm. that's that's what the impeachment was and mm-hmm. um, they they also tried to impeach uh jackson he was a president back in the day uh he got away with it too and the same uh, the senate didn't follow through on it why um, did they try to impeach him uh, I can't remember specifically, but he's a pretty wacky president. Like he, he did a lot of crazy shit in his time. He was. Um, you think he's worth doing an episode uh, episode on one day? Maybe I'd have to research him a lot. I know that um, yeah. Trump calls himself like refers like uses Jackson as um, he's saying like oh I'm the best president since Jackson or or Reagan. <laughs> he's talking about Michael Jackson though. It's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> it don't matter if he's black or white. Yeah. It did for Jackson though. <laughs> <laughs> he was an, he was a terrible racist. <laughs> so uh, he did he they, his impeachment was thrown away by the Senate and Richard Nixon um, he 
probably would have been fully impeached all the way by the House and Senate but he ended up resigning before it actually got that far right so if something was to happen you like, can't fire me I quit kind of thing <laughs> pretty much <laughs> so if something was to happen with our with this present president um it probably would happen in the same way that if it looked like even though they have these votes and you know about the result afterwards um everyone knows what way the vote is going to go so if the president knows that the congress will impeach him and then the senate will uphold that impeachment then he's going to quit he's not going to go through all that so steve how does someone get elected to congress to congress well like the, the, like we said there's two different houses so the senate yeah. have each state gets to send two people and that's basically a statewide election everyone votes for the senators but when they were starting it they like they wanted the senators to be more prestigious and to like last longer i guess so they last on a term of six years whereas congress people have to run for re-election every two years okay um, so if you're voted into senate like you're unless you quit or get impeached you're pretty much guaranteed to keep your job for six years which is like that's pretty long for politicians it's a cushy number yeah it is um when they were doing it they knew they wanted to do that from the very start but like if you can think about it there's a there's a bit of a, a thought experiment there if you're going into six-year cycles and they want um they don't want everyone to be elected at the same time they want kind of like a rolling thing so there'll be mm. senate election every two years but obviously not every senator will do that so they basically mm. divvy them up into what's called classes they've got three senate classes so class one their next election is going to be in 2018 class two in 2020 and class three in 2022 and so so on mm. that's how it keeps on rolling and rolling so you always have like a good turnover of like what senators are going in and out and you know what's going to happen which is like politically quite important so for example at the moment this the republicans control the senate and the democrats want to try and get back control and mm-hmm. they would hope that like in an unpopular president they would have a good chance of doing that in the next midterms which is 2018 but because they actually have 23 seats up for voting like the Democrats have 23 senators that have to go again. The Republicans only have eight. So just like numerically, the Democrats are immediately on a massive, massive backslide there because they have to fight mm. so many like um, incumbency campaigns, whereas the Republicans can, like it's, it's easier to hold on to eight seats than it is to hold on to 23. Mm-hmm. So when they basically, and they drew straws the first time they did this. So it would have been pretty crappy if everyone got elected together and, you know, you're Tom from Vermont and you have to run for re-election in two years, whereas John from New York is in class three and he gets to keep his job for six years. I imagine that would have yeah. been pretty crap. Back <laughs> That's in, pretty shit, right? The original one. But because of like back in those days, it was it was like way more loose. They probably just like, I don't know, bought them. Or if you if someone got the shorter straw, you challenged them to a duel so you could get his class. I mean, I missed the dueling days. Yeah, you were a big jeweler back in your day, were you? Oh, you know it. Dick Virginia mowed down many a man. <laughs> that was also my dueling name. <laughs> Dick Virginia, what was your cho- what was your favorite weapon, Dick? Um Nunchucks. Nunchucks at dawn. Nunchucks at dawn, twelve paces. So you stand back to back with nunchucks, you take twelve paces, and then you turn around and just run at each other with just yelling ah! yeah I can imagine you do that with like the fluffy wig and the little brown shoes and everything as yeah. well <laughs> so they that's how the Senate get, they get elected they kind of go in these six year cycles with elections happening every two every two years but every single congressperson has to run for re-election every two years all 435 of them all across the United States which is that's a lot that's pretty tough like yeah pretty much once you're elected you immediately have to start working to get re-elected Jesus yeah so that's- stress of that 
yeah, I don't know if you've noticed, but politicians like power and they like to engineer things so that it makes it them it makes it easier for them to hold on to power with less effort. So, mm-hmm. like I know it's supposed to be a lovely, fluffy democracy where everyone works, you know, for the good of the people in the country, but mm-hmm. generally politicians tend to try and make it easier on themselves. So, if you actually look at a map of congressional districts, these things look ridiculous. Like you know the way you look at the map of the United States and you go, "Oh, that's look at that makes sense how you divvy up 50 50 states and like you know that's that 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 box makes sense that that California thing looks like it makes sense. Yeah. If you look at a map of congressional districts, they're like I don't even know what how to describe them. They're like ridiculous Should Leg- I look at one now? They're like ridiculous Lego pieces. They're like Tetris blocks, like L's and triangles and these things and like slithers rolling around each other because yeah. they're designing the district so that they they're they're putting people who they know will vote for them into these districts and they're breaking it up between the Democrats and the Republicans. It's called gerrymandering. Ger- gerrymandering. So Jerry, yeah. what, ger- so what slash who is gerrymandering? I don't know who the first Jerry was who mandered, but yeah. now gerrymandering is when politicians break up um, voting districts to make it easier for them to get reelected. So like if you mm. look at if you look at the well, map, I'm looking at this map right now. It is a fucking shit show. It is ridiculous, isn't it? Which 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 country is that or state? Which country? America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. No, I'm looking at at a US level, um, all of it, and I can zoom in, and it's fuck that. I'll also put this in the show notes. It is all over the shop. Yeah, I mean, gerrymandering is one of the biggest problems in the United States. It like it it makes it so easy for these guys to just stay in power and. Like you don't have a real election basically on people. Like you, you, you could be voting in the same district as somebody who across the street is voting in a different one, mm. but you're voting you're voting in the same one as someone that's like three miles away that has nothing to do with you apart from you guys fit into the same demographic and are more likely to vote for one of the parties. Man, and that man, that's crazy. The Republicans get most of the flack for doing this, but I'm pretty sure the Democrats are just as guilty because oh, I'm sure. Yeah, it's it's but it's it's sickening kind of to be honest. Okay, that's what gerrymandering is. Yeah, it's but is, is, yeah. is that any relation to Phil O'Buster? <laughs> no, Phil O'Buster was the first fellow to talk for ages. Oh, he sounds was he Irish? Well, actually, ah, they, from the Clannacilty O'Busters. The Phil O'Buster was invented by the Irish politicians. Really? Yeah, in uh, the UK when they were trying to get uh, freedom under Parnell. Oh, yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not. I'm going to f- immediately forget that fact because that's not what th- this week's topic is about. No, we're talking about Congress. <laughs> we're talking about Congress. So that's how they get elected, and then every t- like they also get elected because um, incumbency incumbency in itself is an advantage. So if you're in power already, you have advantages. You can you can give people things in exchange for votes. You can you, you can look like you're working for them. So it, it like it's. Even though you have to get elected every two years, it's there isn't usually that much of a big turnover. On like, okay. it, and it usually comes for some big national swing. So like, Trump brought in a whole heap of them because the people were tired of the Democrats being in power for so long. They didn't like Obama, and they they, they all came in under under Trump Trump's coattails, which is why there was a big swing all across the country, and they got even more seats. Mm. Uh, yeah, and it's easier to get money when you're empowered as well because you can say hey give me donations um, you shady business lobby and I'll get you a law passed mm-hmm. which helps to get reelected. so most of the challenges that happen these days because of gerrymandering means that like these districts are usually just Republican or Democrat apart from some mm-hmm. big change so the, the challenges actually happen at what's called the primary level which is like an internal um, vote to decide who gets the run for the Republicans or the Democrats so do you remember like when Hillary was fighting against uh, Bernie and Trump was fighting against all those other gobshites? That was the 
that was the Republican and Democratic presidential primary, but they do that at yeah. the congressional level as well. And oh. that's kind of where the fight happens. So you would have people who would be like business-friendly Republican and he could be challenged by a Tea Party Republican who is more, he thinks that you should be more conservative or like he, he, he thinks that the guy isn't conservative enough. So that's why they come in and challenge them. And it looks like the same kind of thing is going to start happening on the left, that the Democrats are going to have like a left-wing Tea Party coming in and challenging loads of sitting Democrats in these primaries and then going on to like, fight the election and usually because it's pretty easy to get elected in the gerrymandered districts to actually get in oh my god <laughs> so much yeah and uh we haven't even got to what they do at the job yeah so that's the next thing i was going to ask so that's how they get elected but like on a day-to-day basis what what do what what do they do well you know the immediate answer is bleed nothing bunch of wasters what? You're what? You're politicians You're what? useless <laughs> bleeding caesar here. caesar the monkey could run the country better <laughs> well definitely <laughs> caesar president <laughs> Which is Andy Serkis Dressed <laughs> up in a, in a costume They go to he does the presidential uh, debate with Trump At the next election And instead of like you know Trump says something And instead of rebuttal He just jumps over and starts thumping him with his arms <laughs> I like his style Yeah whoa, he, he gets things done he's <laughs> And he's so like an- of his jib. And he's so much better looking than Trump He's so handsome <laughs> Anyway so what did, what did he do? Uh Basically, they make laws, which is the basic thing that you use to run a country. And mm-hmm. they, I've heard of them. Yeah. Well, I mean, you invented one last week about calling yourself dick or not. I yeah, and you've broken it numerous times. Well, that's because you started it. That's true, but I, I'm allowed to. That's also written into the law. Oh, but true. you can't, because if you remember correctly, I get to shoot you into space. Okay, so I got that. Look forward to the next time I see you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the uh, they, they break it up into committees. They have these committees that like work outside of the, the, the actual floor of voting where they go and they discuss different things and they break them up into like categories. So there's like a, agricultural committees and um, foreign committees and they that's where you actually come up with the idea of making a law. Any any mm-hmm. congressperson or senator can, can like propose a law, mm-hmm. but they, they don't get to just walk out onto the floor waving their piece of paper saying, I want everyone to vote on this law. What you have mm-hmm. to do is submit it to the committees and then that's where the like it gets written it gets things get added to it things get taken away and mm-hmm. these committees are very powerful because it, as you can think they're essentially gatekeepers to decide on what what goes out for a vote yeah. so some of these like some of like you wouldn't hear about them so much because it's not that popular thing but some of these like chair people of the committees are some of the most powerful people in the United States especially like the mm-hmm. budget guys they, they get to decide what the money of the federal government is spent on and they're like mm. the chairperson decides um, what laws they want to look at and what laws are ready to go out. So if you have one of those chairpersons job, you're you're pretty powerful. And mm. um, they whoever holds the most seats in Congress gets to choose who the chair people are. So you can imagine at the moment they're all Republican and then yeah. the, the vice chairs are Democrats. And they if the Democrats were to get more seats, then they would, they would be able to get them back. And it does happen that like these laws come in they just go onto the pile and then nothing really comes of them they just sit there because for whatever political reason the the chairperson doesn't think it's prudent for to allow it to be released not because the law is bad per se or that it's not a good idea it's just not in their interest or not in their constituents interest so why would they release it so even if the 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 like it can be objectively agreed that this is a good law that this is a good thing if it's not in the interests of the committee or the committee's constituents then it just won't see the light of day Pretty much, they just they they just throw it on the pile and it just never gets never gets any further. And 
like you can obviously if, if you're a congressperson who really believes in that particular thing you can keep submitting the laws and keep trying to get it through but basically you need to be able to prove that there's enough votes in it before it even leave the committee stage because uh-huh. if the power if, if you if they know like even if the, the republicans want the law if they know it's not going to pass then why would they put it for a vote because then they just have the embarrassment of losing the vote so a lot of yeah. these things happen without actually getting voted on because you, you like you do a head count and um, do you remember um frank underwood's first job in that show he was the whip, whip. yeah yeah that those guys they they're the guys who know how a vote would go if you're actually going to try and pass a law so they are they're mm-hmm. constantly looking at these things and figuring it out and they report back to their senior people saying like well this is a good idea that's a bad idea like we know this can go this way that way so you don't have the embarrassment of bringing in a law that you want to pass and then losing and so okay so that's that's a good kind of context for just that's good general context but in terms of how is it going today because i hear a lot of complaints about it moves so slowly it's you know it's hard to get shit done because of the way it's set up like is it is it would you say it's a success or a failure as a system at the moment it looks like it's a failure um so we've had i think when obama got in he brought a whole load of democrats with him and he had a he had a majority um of senators and a majority of congress people uh, as democrats so but even then, he wasn't able to get that much done because you still have to make compromises with these, with these like, just because you tell your party person to vote with you doesn't mean they have to do it because when they mm-hmm. go out, they're the one who choose to do it. So they're, they're, they're going to want something in exchange or to know that it's not going to hurt them when it comes around to the next election. Mm-hmm. So even when Obama had it, it was still tricky, but it was easier, obviously. But then two years after that, he lost it. And then for the six years of the rest of his presidency, it was a Republican House. They... Um, mm-hmm. They they did everything they could to stop him. So remember at the start I was saying that they the merit the constitution breaks up the government into three branches. So you have the president. It it's become that the president is like the most powerful and famous position in the United States government. That wasn't really intended when they drew up the constitution, when they were making up the country back then. They It was supposed to be a balanced three way split. Yeah, and even like they only they only wanted the president to kind of just like manage things. They didn't want him to be making any decisions or 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 making laws. Which He's is more of a day to day kind of guy. Exactly, just like moving stuff around. And but then like more and more power kept on getting added by these more charismatic people. Just in its nature, the way they set it up, it turned out that the president was going to end up being the most powerful position. Mm-hmm. The and the Congress is basically being used as a way to stop the presidents from from doing what they want to do. So at the moment, even though Trump has a majority in both the houses, there's still some things that he knows he can't even propose because they wouldn't pass the law. They would do right. every, they would they would stop him. So he has to work with them as well. And okay. people look at this. They look at the gerrymandering. They look at the money in politics. Like a lot of people, when the when you lose your job as a congressperson, you just walk across the road and get a job as a lobbyist, which is a person who is paid a vast amount of money to try and influence politicians to make laws in basically business people's favours. That's um, in, in House of Cards. That was Remy, Remy's character, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that kind of a job. Yeah. So yeah. they... And they're just, they, they're, they don't have good reputations. Um, I think pretty consistently. Like, they don't get more than a 20% approval rating from the whole country. It's just like it's... Like, Congress people are the, the most hated versions of politicians going... Wow. senators as well yeah it's and but, you don't see that changing anytime it's just the nature of the system yeah I can't really see it changing too much I mean presidents are still always going to batter them telling them that they're not letting them do what they were elected to do to represent the people and then congress people are still going to be trying their best to re- rein in the president and get what they want done which is always 
like it's always there's always going to be conflicts and yeah. yeah no I mean if you can figure out how to be like actually govern properly and effectively it's kind of impossible there's too many divested interests everyone's going to say that you're doing something even if you try and do something to help someone else you're going to end up taking it away from someone so you're always yeah. going to have someone complaining uh, okay do you want to go on to the next segment sure cool so another round of fake news for real dudes Surprise, so surprise. you are still, yep, it's still there. So you're still, you're, you're, you're zero, zero for four. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. You feel you can turn it around? I really hope so. <laughs> well, the way so embarrassing for you. I know. I assume you're a deeply unhappy person because of this. That's all I think about. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this week there's a bit of a theme, and the theme is just low-key underwhelming news. Because I felt <laughs> like... <laughs> So this is boring news just, for just boring dudes. Bore, it's basically just boring ass shit because I feel like most news stories, whenever you crack open a newspaper or open a news site, it's like big, scary stuff. And I want to just remind you that there's lots of inconsequential, just small little shitty things happening. Not even shitty, just small little things. Okay. Okay. So both news stories are going to be about just that. So the first news story. So is this basically just Irish news, is it? No, no, no. Why'd you think that? Small, inconsequential and shitty. (laughs) Oh, Steve, come on. (laughs) Come on, Steve. Hey, you don't have to live here anymore, man. You live in the world of big, bombastic news for everything, every day. Oh, it's all so super sexy. I still have to watch Nationwide. (laughs) You don't have to watch Nationwide, Steve. Yes, you You do. You know, it's mandated. Michael D. Higgins forces me every day. He comes into my house, sets up the clockwork orange machine and watches me watch. <laughs> watches me find out which village won tidiest village in Ireland this year. Oh, which one won? I don't remember. Fucking hell, Steve, your shit. Okay, first news story. Um, the thimble from the... Uh, the thimble... The little thimble piece from the Monopoly board game is about to be dropped by public vote. Okay. Okay, so we're about to get rid of the thimble. The second new story is Pringles are set to drop the average number of Pringles in each of their Pringles cans from an average of 100 to 95 as a cost-saving measure. Wow. Okay. Actually, fuck, that last story is pretty, pretty big, actually. <laughs> yeah. Come what do you think, think of it? In- Inconsequential? Small? Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay, so you said it was a public vote that got rid of the thimble? The... Okay, let me pull it up here. Yeah, right. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's all all new versions of the Monopoly game going forward are not going to have them. Okay. So they're not retroactively going back and destroying all thimbles from all Monopoly sets. So is it all, be, all new has ones. it been replaced with something? Um, yes. Um, <laughs> either monster trucks or flip-flops. <laughs> monster trucks. <laughs> you know, if it's the real story, you're not allowed to add embellishments. That's not fair. <laughs> no. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a public vote. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, they had the options. They were getting rid of the thimble um, by public vote, and the, pub- the voting also gave people the option of deciding what would replace it, and the options that they could vote on were either <laughs> a monster truck or <laughs> flip-flops. Sure, okay, yeah. Sure. 
Okay, and the uh, the Pringles thing. So, do they know yeah. how do they know how much money they would save by reducing five of Pringles from the tub? Uh, there's no hard numbers here, um, but it, it would be in the millions. Uh, so back in 2012, Pringles was bought by the Kellogg Company um, for about 2.6 billion. Uh, <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> Of course. <laughs> it was bought by 2.6 uh, billion. Uh, also, uh, sorry, interesting side fact. Pringles used to be called uh, Pringles Newfangled Potato Chips. <laughs> but yeah, so um, Kellogg bought, bought the company from PG, P&G back in 2012. And ever since then, they've been trying to make it more profitable um, because it wasn't the most profitable of chip companies. That's why it was sold um, for a surprisingly low number. And this has been one of the most recent measures to kind of improve profits. Uh, interestingly, this snack, you know, the snack tubes, little small tubes, Pringles, yeah. they're, they're staying the same. Yeah, that would just be, that would be too much. It would be too much, yeah. You'd really need to be like two Pringles in there once you open that. Um, but yeah, the main, the main normal, their flagship tubes, they're, they're getting reduced to, it's an average, like it's about an average, it used to be an average of 100, but they're looking to make it to an average of 95. Okay, so okay. I, I think I'm ready. Okay. All right, Steve. The Pringles is fake. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And the Monopoly one is true? The Monopoly one is true. The thing, is true. The thing about the monster trucks is true. The thing about the monster, that's why I was laughing so much, because it seemed like I was just making up two random things. I'm not going to lie. I did play the game, and that's how I know, because you thought you found it so interesting, that it, so hilarious. You play? Oh, you played the new version? No, no. I mean, I, I'm playing you because you laughed so much at the monster oh, okay. trucks thing. I knew you were just reading it for the first time. I didn't think you would laugh that hard at, at your own joke. Yeah, uh... I also, but like when I play this game, I get nervous um, and laugh just at like trying to answer, like come up with fake things. <laughs> okay. Oh, so you can't yes, my tells. finally, yeah, you won one. Victory! Woohoo! Oh, is your life is your life fulfilled? Oh man, that's the bucket list nearly finished now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It was only two things on the bucket list. That's one of them. What was the other one? Kill Bono. Oh shit! Now there's three things. No, the other one was to make a longer bucket list. <laughs> So that, that'll go at the top of it. Oh, very good. Very good. Uh, fantastic. Is that it? Yeah, that's pretty much it. So I hope you know all about what I'm Congress. I do indeed. And I hope you know all about um, uh, Monopoly sets. I do. I also know that Monopoly is a terrible game, actually. I really don't like playing it. No. No, it's just like... Oh, we, uh, we should... Uh, I don't have the story here, but the story of how Monopoly was actually made is, is really interesting because it was, it was started as a game... The original game, the original rules that you could play it by, it was created as a way of teaching people about the dangers of monopolies. But oh. people were such dicks when they played the game that they they inherently wanted to buy up all of the, the land and buy up all of the streets and stuff. And the game just became a celebration of monopolies and that's why they renamed it. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> we, can, we can maybe, if we're doing like a, an episode on economics someday, we can actually talk about it in more detail. But it's actually really interesting. It just shows like this game highlights how people are dicks. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I don't think it takes much to highlight that, though. No. <laughs> oh, Ed Leamy just liked our page, What on Politics, on Facebook. That I just got that notification. So thank you, Ed. <laughs> he doesn't listen, so there's no point giving him a shout-out. <laughs> Ed doesn't listen to this podcast. No, I scolded him on it there yesterday. Well, he just liked our Facebook page, so I assume he's about to. Oh, hopefully. Well, then he'll get yeah. this shout-out. 
Yeah. All right. Thanks, Ed. It's not. It's not very fair that we've got like a bunch of listeners who who have been very good and listening to us consistently. <laughs> we haven't shouted them out, and this one dude who who's been very vocal about not listening at all. We've given him a shout out. Yeah, but he has a great voice though, so he does deserve it. Yeah, we should bring him on. Uh, yeah. So thank you to all the people who have been sharing the show and telling friends. It really helps. And if you continue to do that, that would be great. Our listenership numbers continue to grow, and it makes us very, very, very happy. Um, rate us on iTunes and whatever other ability there are to be oh rated. yeah shit that's yeah we haven't said that before that's actually really important because that's how iTunes decides what podcasts to serve up to people on recommended lists based on reviews and star ratings and stuff that I get so you know chuck us a couple stars if you get the chance oh and also because we, we, we've um, upgraded our podcast hosting to the point where we can get pretty good analytics on our downloads and stuff we can see where people are, are downloading from and we've gotten a bunch of downloads from dominica you pointed out to me i didn't even know dominica week. was a country yeah i know the dominican yeah. republic is a country yeah but this is apparently an island in the caribbean yeah. so if you are that listener from dominica um just just tweet us a picture tell us, tell us who you are but Take a picture. No, okay, but then anyone could do that and say. So we're going to need proof. <laughs> Hold on, shush, shush. I got this. We're going to need proof that you are in fact in Dominica. So go outside and take a picture in front of. Um, I know nothing about Dominica. I'm just realizing so. it's the Caribbean, so maybe a beach or like maybe you know, a beach. Yeah, because there's only beaches palm there. Trees. Or sign. I don't know something. Tell us about who you are, because I'm interested to know. Tell us about your country, too, because, like, as someone who thought I was pretty savvy about these things, I only found out that it existed. Yeah, it's a shock to all of us. Maybe maybe we can have them on to talk about what I'm Dominica. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, thanks for downloading in Dominica and to wherever else you're from as well. All right, is that it? That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. What are we going to talk about next week, do we know? Uh, depends. Okay. Oh, also, when, is, when does House of Cards come out? Because I feel like we should maybe time up stuff with that I was actually thinking about that today it's pretty delayed yeah. this year isn't it it's normally on Valentine's Day ooh I remember oh they- we didn't do a, we didn't do a sexy Valentine's Day episode every episode we do is sexy <laughs> it is when Dick Virginia's in the house every day is Valentine's Day when I talk to you it's in May it's back okay, in May we'll do something around then is that it yep see you Richie fantastic alright see you Steve Bye 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 bye